morning. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. That broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bales. Welcome in, friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Senseless Community. This is Bold Nonsense. This is your podcast, your weekend listen. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. It's episode 84. The Randy Moss episode. Consider yourself mossed (laughs) on 10-11-2019. That is October 11th of the year 2019. I love it. I don't know why I like that so much, but I love that we reiterate the date yeah. every week. Like, in case you don't know, know numbers, here's words for you. <laughs> and there are a bunch of more words coming throughout this whole podcast. Like, uh, like who we are. I'm at Walt Disney, happiest toast on earth. Yeah. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you for joining us. And we're so glad to have you. And we're, we're ready to have a whole bunch of fun on episode 84 because... It's a little smaller news, so best be ready for some good talk, good takes, a little bit more recess, and then definitely get hitting one thing in a winner super hard with the guy to my right. It's at Still Smooth. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Thank you, at Walsh Disney, for that introduction. And did you know, on this date back in 1997, Dennis Rodman returned from the second longest NBA suspension at that time, which was 11 games. So congratulations to Dennis Rodman for returning back to the NBA. However, I took a look into the top seven longest NBA suspensions of all time. And I want to make that clear that at that time in 1997, that was the second longest NBA suspension because we've had some doozies recently. Um, if you're wondering, I Ran bet you all, yeah, you can all <laughs> guess what was the longest suspension, and that was yes at uh, Walt Disney called it correctly at uh, at Ron Artest. <laughs> Ron, Ron Artest was suspended. Uh, let's see, 73 games uh, for his uh, aggressive behavior in the malice in the palace. So uh, yeah, we've had some. Uh, we've had some. Don't throw beer on Ron Artest. No, some other names that at, that came up on this uh, longest suspension list was. Uh, Latrell Freewell, Stephen Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, and Carmelo Anthony. So, all all suspects that I think we would have guessed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Stay, stay in par for the course. Yeah. Okay, so that's back on this date, 1997. On this date, 2019. It's the two of us. At St. Bale's. World's smartest idiot. 
He gone. What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. More for me and you. PTO for the week. Um, he is he is currently chasing money making opportunities. He's uh Leave it that way. He's on an investment trip. He's trying to raise funds for the podcast. Absolutely. He's- In a um environment of dry heat, sand, a little. And he's changing uh, deserts. It, deserts and, and uh, fake air. Yeah. Humped in yeah. to your lungs. Mixed with smoke and, and peanut smell. If you haven't guessed by now, our man is driving to the city of Sin. Sin City, Las Vegas. Um, and we wish him the best on his investment journey. Bring home some money for the podcast because oh, we could use it. Prayers up. Prayers up. I will say that. Bless up. Bless him. Bless Bless him. him. (laughs) He is blessing Vegas with his presence. We are blessing you with our words and our takes, our opinions, and our random thoughts. Mm. For uh, what seems like the third week in a row, I've forgotten to open that. So let me do that now. I got a real quick one. Go for it. If you got a longer one. Yeah, you can start. Why do 24-hour... Markets or 24-hour convenience stores have locks on them if they're open 24 hours. What is the point of that? Of course, for security, but it's not like a 7-Eleven. Do 7-Elevens go in lockdowns like schools do if like there's like a crime or something like that in the neighborhood? Do they shut down? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So why so do that, they have locks on them? That's a great point because that brings up, if you've got the locks, meaning you're sometimes closed. Mm-hmm. Then you're not open 24 hours. Yeah. And in that case, is that false advertising? Heresy. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm going to bring awareness. That's a great point. I'm going to bring awareness. I have never thought of this. (laughs) And I'm willing to bet that the senseless have never thought of that either. No, no. So you're welcome. There you go. That's new stuff for you. Um, Okay, I'm trying to... And I'm just going to go with an easy one. Are there any funny random words, funny to you, that aren't necessarily funny words, but when when you hear them make you laugh? If that's if that's hard to understand, I'll give you mine. Mm-hmm. Mine is is when used in certain contexts, not all of them, is purchase. If I hear purchase in the right sentence, for whatever reason, I think that word is so funny. What and I don't it did it shouldn't be funny <laughs> at all, but I just think that word is such a it's one where if you're if you're if you're telling a joke and you use purchase instead of buy, yeah, it makes it ten times funnier yes. to me. And you sound like a com- there are two different types of people. There are people that say purchase and there are people that say buy, and like a lot come. A lot comes along with that, you know. I feel yeah. like, but also purchase. I feel like seems, if you use purchase in a common, like just a conversation, like you and me, you almost sound like a just a huge nerd, you know. Yeah. You yeah, know, like come kinda, on, don't be that a, proper. It's kind <laughs> of know? a tool word, a t- except yeah. when you use it in the context of a joke, and then I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I don't know if people have like common words that they think are really funny. I don't know for no, for no reason really. 
I don't know where this came from. I don't have anything along those lines, but something, one word, I was, this is right up the top of my head because I have, again, random thoughts are random and they're meant to be responded to randomly. Yeah. So I wasn't prepared for this, so I'm thinking about it. And I've always thought that the word cilia, I'm pretty sure that's the like little, are those the little hairs in your, no. Cilia is, I, those are the little hair things in your, in your intestines. your throat or in your intestines or something yeah. like that. I always thought those were weird. Like that was a weird word and that weird was – that's a, just a weird concept. Yeah. Of just – that there's the, little the, hairs. There's little like – That like move stuff through your body. Thing, yeah. yeah. It pushes shit through your body. So glad we have it. Otherwise, we wouldn't All be that able to gum. Yeah. All that gum would just be sitting there. Speaking of gum, I swallowed two pieces of gum this week. Mm. Just, there's like <laughs> there, play that line, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. And up until that, up until last week or this week, uh, I hadn't swallowed a piece of gum for I'd say years. But I was chewing gum, and there, this is the stages of gum chewing. Taste, you know, you get the first five minutes where it has like the the powerful taste. Oh yeah. And then the next five five to ten is like okay, losing taste. And then you don't really have really have anything. And then now it's just the jaw workout. Yeah, and then there's after, to grind. Then after that, there's this weird feeling that I get like after I get that grind where like immediately after that, it's like it's almost not appetizing, but it's like I want to swallow it. I don't know why. Yeah. But like so I, I swallowed two pieces of gum very recently. Because you don't want to have it anymore. Yeah. And if you don't have an immediate way to get rid of it. Yeah. It's like it's basically food. Yeah. So it's telling you like just – just eat it. Just eat it. Just eat it. So that'll be with me for the next five years. I, I th- is that real? I Let wish I knew. I want to, you know, we need some science up in here. Yeah. Uh, and while while you look that up, I, I will tell everybody a word that is on the, com- the complete, uh, never mind, I don't have to. Thank God. It's because it's embarrassing. So you just tell us about the science. It's seven years. So it's longer now? Don't. Do not swallow gum. <laughs> PSA from the Bold Nonsense podcast. Do not swallow gum. Yeah. With complete certainty, <laughs> some guy, gastroenterologist David Milov. Probably commie. <laughs> <laughs> this is their this is their plan to take us down. With cert with complete certainty that gum doesn't does not stay in you oh. for seven years. Oh. This is due to the effectiveness of your digestive system when you swallow food. I've lost it. <laughs> okay. American. Yep, 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 yep. Keep going. This is due to the effectiveness of your digestive system. When you swallow food, it travels down your esophagus into your stomach. Here, the enzymes go to work on the food. Blah, 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 blah. It's digested, it seems, normally. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. That's hey. Cool. And that also yeah. brings up another thing is like that's classic me just reading the bold, <laughs> the the bold seven years half the directions and yeah yeah not even half I I picked up three words in a whole paragraph and just assumed that it stayed in my system for seven years dang seven <laughs> years it's so long. oh well that got off the rails did you, what were you saying like before that. that did you have another random thought oh I was gonna I was gonna keep on the track of words. Yeah. And how they make you feel. Like, yeah. that purchase makes me laugh. And one thing, something you said, I don't remember even, uh, good stuff by me, that I, I remember reading, one of the first times I got embarrassed reading, like, in class, yeah. I was trying to read the word putty. 
yeah. when I was young. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. I had never read the word putty. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever read the word. Yeah. It was in the middle of class. Yeah. And I kept calling it pooty. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Pretty embarrassing, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I like looked up halfway through, and everybody's like looking at me and kind of laughing. And that's when I knew, <laughs> that's when it hit me, like, oh, this is putty, dude. You idiot. <laughs> this is putty. This is what they've been talking about. This is that that magical stuff. Well, dude, where was your teacher? She just let you keep on going. Yeah, she hated me apparently. Oh. Yep. I'll never forget it. So thank you for that. <laughs> um. Okay. Two other things that we hopefully won't forget. We try to teach you things every week on the podcast with trivia. Let's do that now. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy! Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? This is trivia, where we bring you trivia. Trivia. Last week, our trivia question read like this. What professional football franch- franchise was purchased for $500 back in 1925. Again, what professional football franchise was purchased for $500 in 1925? That answer would be the New York Giants, who played last night on Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Closer game than I thought. We'll talk about that later. They didn't, play, they didn't play poorly, I thought. No. But for $500, uh, yeah, can you imagine owning... A sports franchise for five hundred dollars? Um, no. I mean, I could honestly, I could, I could have bought, I could buy that team. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see, 2019 value. The Giants are now worth three point nine billion dollars. Wow. I can't make that purchase. What? What Yet. an investment. Three point nine billion dollars with a B. With a yeah, that's a B. <laughs> that's, that's a B is involved. Everybody. Oh my god. What? What's uh, what's the lowest franchise worth? Uh, oh, they, they, have, they have the top ten, but gotcha. even ten, the tenth is over three billion dollars. Wow, ten, that's incredible. Congratulations, Mara family. Yeah, you've done it. Yeah, good job, Mara family. That's that's a big profit in a long time, but what an investment. This week's trivia question. What is the official name of the World Series MVP award? What is that full name for the World Series MVP award? I'll give you a hint. Four of the words I just gave you are in it. (laughs) (laughs) What are the other ones? That's, That's the hard part. And that is this week's trivia questions. Question and answer. Find another question and this week's answer next week episode 85 for now you get to hear trivia to the news the news of the week instead of the trivia question of the week i don't know where i'm going (laughs) i'm stuck the news i've just been handed an urgent news story and i need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. 
Let's hit the news. We start, all as always, we start in the NFL. And we're going to kind of go, try and go roughly oldest stories to newest stories. We'll end with some injury updates. So uh, we're helping out your fantasy teams as well. And we'll help out your fantasy teams more. Stay tuned for when we talk about the Heavy Artillery League and talk about some players uh, during that. But our first story for NFL, Redskins fire Jay Gruden. And Jay Gruden celebrates heavily. What a relief. That's probably a bet, but I don't know. I mean, an NFL head coaching job is probably up there amongst the most sought-after jobs as there's only 32 of them in the entire world. Yeah. But what, like, the man looked miserable. How could you not be? I mean, the greatest example of how they make people miserable is the press conference by the the president of football operations, Bruce Allen, after he was fired. Because he comes on and he's like, oh, no, we have players to win right now. Everything's good. Our culture's good. Everything here is perfect. Wow. How delusional could you possibly be? I'll tell you how delusional. Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> that, that is a, a tease for recess. Stay tuned for that and we'll talk about some more Redskins. But that's just ridiculous. He's got to feel so good just being out of there. And I thought, like, what? After that, wouldn't you just go to the Patriots and be like, hey, can I take up, like, a pretty – like, hey, I used to coach tight ends. Can I be your, you know, a tight ends coach? Can I come and be a consultant for you? Just to soak it back in that good feeling, that good organization vibe, I would. Be a part of something, you know, like – Something good. It's not te- – yeah, just stay around football. Um, it's th- – this whole thing went down in such a disrespectful way. Jay Gruden was called in at five in the morning just to be cut, just to be fired. Yeah. I would be livid. I would Dude, be livid. You couldn't have waited. Yeah. I was going to be in here in a couple hours. Like, why do you have to call me? You have to, not only did you fire me, but you woke me up to fire me. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother level. I mean, come on. Let me ask you this. If the writing was on the wall for a couple weeks writing up to this, if you get a call at four o'clock in the morning. You, you pretty much know what's going on. Couldn't he just answered and been like, fine, I'm going back to sleep. I was going to say, like, I would love to see someone have the sack just to say, hey, you know, let me know now or, or you know, fire me over the phone or I'll be there in two or three hours. I'll let you. <laughs> I'm already, I know I'm getting fired, so I'll let you know when I'm coming in. I'll stop by and pick up my last paycheck. <laughs> you need me in now? How about no? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I think I, I would have thought he would have. He probably knew that he was getting fired. but Oh, absolutely. Um, I think this, again, the whole kind of spiral started with, right, there was, there was murmurs that uh, uh, rookie quarterback Dwayne, uh, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins wasn't Jay's guy. And there was a rift between, um, you know, who, uh, who Jay wanted and who the uh, franchise wanted um, as, as far as their, their draft pick. So, uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to really – believe in an organization that doesn't or work with an organization that doesn't see eye to eye with you um the best organizations see eye to eye so um yeah as far as Dwayne Haskins holy crap good luck you're you're just you're floating out there man you're getting passed over by Colt McCoy right now yeah so uh yeah I don't know we'll we'll see how Washington develops I wouldn't wouldn't want that for my worst enemy Mm -mm. uh next story Gronk joins Fox as an analyst Gronkowski talking about football on TV, breaking it all down. 
Does this work or no? I think it works. It, it works. I like this. And it's it's a it's a young personality. Too many times, I mean, these analysts, right, are usually former NFL players who have played a, a long career and have done stuff and are usually at a different place in their life, are older and have families and stuff like that. Gronk, you know, body didn't hold up quite as well. Uh, and but he's so you know had to was forced to retire early. Yeah. So he's a young, uh, a young guy bringing the energy to Fox, uh, Fox Sports. I love it. Yeah, I think you said it. Energy, and I think he'll have a different perspective, being with the Patriots his whole career. Yeah, he'll be able to bring that too. So yeah. I like that. Uh, sticking with the Patriots story, Tom Brady passes Peyton Manning on all-time passing yardage list. He became number two. He's only behind Drew Brees. Um, I don't know if he'll pass him. He's, he's behind him by like 2,000 yards. Uh, so we'll see. But he passes Peyton Manning, number two. I mean, he's just the GOAT doing GOAT things. GOAT doing GOAT. Hey, uh, I have nothing more congratulations, to say Congratulations, I yeah. guess. Earl Thomas fined $21,000 for the hit on Mason Rudolph that knocked him out during last week's game and sent him to the hospital. Um, although he's doing better, even practicing, but not going to play this Sunday. Yeah. Um, finable. I think it's that's fine with a fine. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with the fine. Um, it was kind of a, like, he caught him right on his chin. And, like, they just yeah. snap, snapped his, like, neck. And, like, that, I don't know. Concussions was, are a weird thing. Um, yeah. I mean, they said it's not suspension worthy. They would, they didn't eject him or anything like that. But I think anytime you see that and it's, it becomes a thing, you're going to get fined. Yeah. Well, <sighs> 21 seems like a lot to me. It does. And my okay, so my question is, if it's not, if you're not suspended or anything, or you're not ejected or anything for that, do, I'm not saying this was a clean hit and it was right, but which I would be a little pissed if I was Earl Thomas, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I wasn't. There was no penalty. There was no ejection. There was no um, suspension. So why the hell? Why the hell am I getting yeah. fined? You know, there was I, there was nothing wrong. I think it know? was penalized. There was penalized. Okay, uh, yeah, I did not see that. I, I think I think he was penalized, but okay. but yeah, I know what you're saying because it's like a lot of times they just get fined because the NFL doesn't like that look for their game. With yeah, all the player safety stuff they have to fi- they have to fine him just to look like they're doing something to yeah. try and, and you know incentivize players not to do that. So I, I do get what you're saying. He could very well be pissed. But. Yeah. You know, that's the life of a defensive player in, <laughs> in this era of football. Yeah. The life for coaches in their ch- PI challenges is not going very well. The last Of the last 21 pass interference challenges, the new rule this year, 20 of them have been upheld. So they're, <laughs> they're one for their last 21. Overall, they're seven for 40. So basically what I keep hearing is that the officials didn't like the fact that this was put on them. They didn't like this. Sure. Rule. They didn't like them being able to challenge it and then them having to overturn it. So they're basically semi-protesting uh, this, this like new rule by, if it's not unbelievably obvious, yeah. like where my four-year-old nephew understands that that's bad interference, yeah. they're not changing it. Exactly. And, and I'm fine with that. There, I mean, if you think about it, 
who who loves to be wrong? You know, who's just yeah. loving like every day waking up like I want to be wrong. Yeah, you know, nobody. And that goes for that goes for officials as well. No one wants to be wrong and have to overturn their own call. So, again, unless it's blatantly obvious that you miss something, they're probably going to keep it as as the call stands. You know? Yeah. And you think about it. There are re- on every foot on during a football game. There are three teams on that field. Yes. Home away officials yes and for and that puts them they're trying to be a team they're trying to be cohesive and it's a tough spot where that you you talk to that guy and he said i saw this and then they challenge it and to be the head official to have to go and be like to an entire stadium and everyone watching nope that guy said he saw it but he was wrong um hey better like do better next time guy yeah that's tough no yeah i i yeah. You can see why they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, like as promised, we get some injury updates, um, unfortunate situations for all of these guys. These aren't this, obviously this isn't everybody, but this is some of the big ones that we saw. Jalen Samuels, he's the uh, Pittsburgh running back. He's their pass catching guy and the guy they were in the Wildcat through. He's out for about a month at knee surgery. Chargers, Mike Pouncey, our boy Bales, his team. <laughs> Their center's gone. He has neck surgery and is on IR. So he's out for the season. Um, And that's with a bunch of other offensive. I mean, that offensive line wasn't good with him, and he's really good. Uh, And then a couple of 49ers injuries. Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, sprained MCL out four to six weeks. Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle, he had his knee scoped. He's out four to six weeks. Mm. So those are two huge issues. Remember, Joe Staley, the left tackle, was already out. Correct. It yeah. This uh this forty nine er team is interesting to me. Hopefully, I like to I like seeing that, you know, it's not the forty nine ers of recent. You know, they're getting some stuff. They're getting their s together. But uh, yeah, you wonder with all these uh, injuries piling up, will they be able to sustain that uh, perfect record for much longer? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the MLB, um, where Brian McCann. Longtime catcher has retired. He was a seven-time seven-time All-Star, World Series champ with the Astros in 2017. Uh, he has retired. People will undoubtedly remember him as the guy who screamed at people every time he thought they didn't uh, follow the unwritten rules of baseball. So <laughs> he's that guy. Now he's gone. I'm sure people like. Uh, Juan Soto, Acuna Jr., most people, most people are going to be happy that he won't be screaming at them when they cross the plate anymore. No one likes a yeller. No. Like, hey. That's why I don't watch We're all having a. fun here. Yeah. Screaming. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> yeah, no. Or me. Or most people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So with that, we say goodbye to Brian McCann. We say hello to the playoffs. They're full swing right now, and they're going quickly. There's, I mean, the uh, the the NL plays today. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, let's go. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. The uh, the AL they play on Saturday. Yep. So I mean, tomorrow that is Saturday. Yes. <laughs> when when you'll be listening to yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. They, so never mind. NL played yesterday. AL plays today. As you're listening to this, so there we go. In, we'll start with the AL. Uh, the American League, the Astros will face the Yankees. 
And I feel like this is quickly becoming kind of a pseudo rivalry. Um, I, and I like it. I, I like it. the Astros won um, against the Rays 6-1 in a very decisive game five. That gets them through to the Yankees who swept their opponent. Now face the Astros. Um, this will be an interesting one. The Astros kind of go a little more away from like home run ball during the playoffs while the Yankees stick with it a little bit more and it's worked for them. So it'll be interesting. No, that I don't I don't know much about baseball, but I wanted to see Astros v Yankees. I want to see the Yankee hitting power and I want to see the Astros bullpen uh go against each other and uh i think this is i think this is what baseball fans correct me if i'm wrong wanted to see i think uh out of all the matchups through the uh mlb postseason this is the one i wanted to see um and i'm happy that the astros made that through uh or made it through to the al uh, division series did you also are you aware of that uh that mattress Mac guy, do you know who that is? Who made that big bet on the Astros to win the uh, no. World Series? So it's this guy in Texas who owns this furniture store. His name is Mattress Mac. But about two weeks ago, he placed a three and a half million dollar bet on the Astros to win the World Series. And I was just thinking about him last night. I'm like, dude, you're sitting at home watching this series is tied two two with the Rays. It shouldn't be this close. Yeah. You must be freaking out. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Three and a half million? Come to find out, I was talking to my coworker today, and why this guy puts a three and a half million dollar bet on the Astros. Apparently, he has some, he owns his furniture store, and he's in some financial trouble with like some taxes. So, in order to try and get out of that trouble and to pay off his like his debts and shit, he lays the three and a half million dollar bet. Hopefully to win to get him out of all this like trouble. So what if he loses? Exactly. Mattress Mac is a senseless member. <laughs> Mattress oh. Mac is a senseless member. So yeah, this old guy, <laughs> this old guy, um, putting down just the dough. Um, oh my God! Pray for Mattress so Mac. Pray for Mac. Prayers up for Mac. Um, I'm not an Astros fan, but I'm pulling for the Astros this year. <laughs> oh, no. oh, and wow. someone like Caesar's Palace or whoever like took that bet has to have, I would hope that they have eyes on him throughout the whole postseason because oh, yeah. you don't want him disappearing. <laughs> They've got guys in a gray sedan yeah. following him wherever he goes. Yeah, exactly. Because you know if he loses, he's bolting. See ya. <laughs> Hello, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> God, that is degenerate degenerate attitude right there, and I love yeah. it. Love it. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and that series will probably be incredible as well. The NL is kind of the home of the underdogs uh, and home of incredible, incredible games of taking down number one overall number one seed. Uh, the Nationals beat the number one seed Dodgers on a walk-off grand slam in the 10th inning. After Clayton Kershaw uh, in the eighth gave up back-to-back home runs, he la- he gives up. He he allows a tie, and then Joe Kelly gets a ground rule double. Bases end up, and then walks intentionally walks Soto for uh, bases loaded. Gives up the grand slam. Ouch! And uh, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. That's a rough rough loss for the Dodgers. Um, you said they had fans running over Kershaw's jersey. In the parking lot. A bunch of idiots. Yeah, unreal. Like, come on. Understand the context of history. That's that's all we're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that was a great series. Um, I think a lot of 
a lot of people. I know there are a lot of people that don't like the Dodgers, uh, historically especially, so they probably loved seeing that game. Yep. You you said what do baseball fans want to see. I'm sure baseball wanted the job. The you know baseball himself, Manfred, wanted the Dodgers to stay in it, but they go. They get Astros, Yankees on one side, and then the underdog series, Braves, Nationals on the other side. That'll be really interesting um, with the Braves and Nationals. Uh, I don't know. You just got – let's see. Nationals came in as the uh, the four seed. Like we said, they beat the one seed Dodgers. In the Braves um, – wait a minute. This is wrong. The Cardinals won. Why did I write Braves? I don't know, cause uh, and why did I say Braves like a hundred no, times? The Car- wait, the Cardinals won. Yes, you're right. So what that, am I doing here? That was that was over in the fir- that was over in the first uh, inning, basically. I was even saying underdog series because yeah. both underdogs won. Yeah, no, you're you're right, man. Just a mistype. Just yeah. a mistype. Where we apologize, everybody. It's the Cardinals in the in the Nationals. Um, I believe same, too close. Braves and Cardinals, too yeah. close. Um, I believe, but yeah, that'll be interesting. I believe this is the Nationals' first time in the Divisional Series, making it to the Divisional Series uh, since the 19... Mm, I want to say, I don't remember what year it was, but it was the 1920s once, when they were the Montreal Expos. Is that wow. what they were? Wow. But, uh, yeah, so this is the first time um, they've made it to the Divisional Series since then, so big ups to the Nationals. Um yeah, it's cool. I like I like underdog stories. So let's yeah, go. Yeah, and the and the great news is I got three out of four. As long as the Yankees don't win the World Series, I'm gonna be sitting pretty. I don't care after that. Yeah, just th- not a Yankees guy. I think the majority. I would hope the majority of Americans aren't Yankee fans, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay, let's talk about. Uh, we're gonna one more story, and it's really the best one we got. Yes, in the NHL. The Philadelphia Flyers have come up with what they call a rage room. Rage room. Rage room. So basically, they've got this club, and behind a quote-unquote hidden library, like wall-style thing, is another room where you can schedule and pay for you or you and a friend to go in this room and release rage by breaking shit. You get a small bucket of things to break. You get a medium-sized thing to break. And then within the room, there are plates, guitars, dishes. TVs. Um, TVs. It's mirrors. a room where you can go. You can go sledgehammer, bat, hockey stick. And you get a certain amount of time. I think it's it's not a long time, but mm-hmm. you get a certain amount of time to just break stuff. And people can also watch. This is incredible. Yeah. This is an incredible idea. They decided to do it uh, just for, it was like the business side of the Flyers was just like, this will be fun way to make some money. And it's cheap too for fans. How much is cheap. it? So it's, if you go in by yourself, it's $35. Mm-hmm. If you and a friend go in, it's $60. Let me, $60 between the two both of you. Let me ask you something. Would you, I was thinking about this and I was like, that'd be fun to, I was thinking that'd be fun to do it with a buddy. But I'm thinking now I'd rather do it by myself because I want to go full cyclone mode in there, and I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hit my boy. <laughs> yeah. But I want to go full cyclone mode in there. I think what I'd want to do is both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Save up a little. 
see. Drop well, almost a hundred bucks. Yeah. Dude, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with it for like ten, 10 minutes of just destroying yeah. stuff. You go cyclone mode with the other one, and then but the second time you're with your guy, you're with your buddy, and you feel the energy yeah. of just like let's break as much stuff as we can. We would have to go in with Bales. Pure chaos. Bales would love this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes. He would be screaming the entire time. Yeah. So, but, man, this is genius. Let, let me ask you one question, Walsh. Yeah. What, at, so, out of all the items we were talking about, mirrors, glass, plates, TVs, or even stuff that we didn't name, what would be your favorite item to smash? What would be the holy grail? Or what items would you smash together? Give yeah. me the scenario. I think, I think what I would do was... my. Smash! I'd like to smash the mirror. Yeah, because you get to see your like watch yeah. yourself hit it, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of cool. But the guitar, I would love. I have always wanted to go ape mode on a guitar. <laughs> I think that would be so much fun. That's what I would like to bring. My favorite thing would be the guitar. To your point, yeah. The only concern I have that I hope both of us are thinking about is you only get one. You only get one good first swing with the guitar because after that first swing the body breaks off the neck so you have to have like a good swing and you got to make that oh, one yeah. count you oh know? yeah yeah you got to hit it on like you got to hit like the corner of the tv yeah yeah you know or something like exactly. that exactly you, you know i got one more idea too yeah. um i've never jumped out of a plane uh my brother Smart. Uh, yeah <laughs> my brother nate dog uh jumped out of a plane no ads uh pretty recently but you get the option to buy the video of you jumping out of the plane. Yeah. They need to record that and they need to like b have an option to buy the video of you smashing that for like oh, another yeah. five bucks or whatnot. Yeah. But like that would be – like how – it would be five bucks and it would be so inexpensive just to have the flyers email that vi – email that video, that little 10-minute video just to your email. Link. Yeah. Yeah. Cost them no more money, but again, they get another five bucks, and I can show all my buddies at work. Absolutely, it's full cyclone smooth. That would be <laughs> genius. Yeah. We need to be in the business with the on the business department of the Flyers. That's amazing. Love it. Um, weapon of choice. So the in there, there's a hockey stick, sledgehammers, a baseball bat. Uh, I believe you can just probably go fisticuffs with. Yeah, I think TVs. That's not smart, but whatever. <laughs> I think. Um, so I was thinking, I like, I was thinking about throwing the TV itself against the mirror, like, like going over the head style. But as far as weapon, I don't swing hockey sticks very often. I don't even hold up. I've probably held a hockey stick twice in my life. Um, so I think I'm going hockey stick cause I, I also want to make like one long sweep across the table, Genius. taking out all the, like all exactly the Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> It's like a, what are they called the the scythe or whatever? Yeah. When they're cutting grass, <laughs> yeah. it looks just like it's, that. Just it's if you're going across basically like glasses and plates yeah. and stuff, and slow mo destroying it. that. I'm going like first couple swings as hockey stick. Yeah. Like you talk about cycling style. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, then I'm racing for probably a sledgehammer. Yeah. I'm just gonna get a workout in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go to town. Dude, I want. Yeah. We need to. We might need to go to Philly just to get in there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and. I, Winterhawks, get on this. Uh, every you tell us, hit us up. What would you like to swing? What would you like to break? That Let needs to be know. an Instagram post. We'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. As uh, and we'll also go to recess. We'll do that right now.
Okay, for the second straight week, maybe even the third week in a row. Now, is this the third week in a row we've done a new game? I feel like it. It's at least a second. Maybe the third week in a row. Brand new game. This one is called Matchmaker. Here's how you play. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Okay, Matchmaker. Goes like this. We take a, uh, a group of sports figures... We match them to a group a, of pop culture figures, and then we tell you why. Not that hard. Yep. Not a hard concept, but it'll be super fun. Um, if you don't mind, I'll start. Go. I'll start kind of bookend this thing. My first one, and I thought I'd go super obvious, kind of an easy one, just ease everybody in, show them how we play the game. It's the Patriots and Star Wars. Bill Belichick is the Emperor. Tom Brady is Darth Vader. We've got the the greatest, some of the greatest villains in the Emperor and Darth Vader. They ruled the, the whole galaxy. And they're, I mean, they're just a couple of old dudes. Just a couple of old, <laughs> olds taking over the galaxy and Seen holding it things. down. <laughs> and that's exactly what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are doing. They are holding down the NFL, ruling that just couple of old dudes. I love it. No, that's perfect, and I think that's a good way to start off the uh, recess segment. It gives them a, our census listeners uh, an idea a of taste. how to play. Yeah, um, I'm going matchmaker. Uh, I'm going to match. Have you ever seen the movie The Magician? Not a lot of people have, but it's about a magician. Yeah. Okay. The magician and Lincoln Riley. Why do Ooh, I say I this? Like that. Because Lincoln Riley is making magic out of his quarterbacks this year. That would be Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts now has 21 total touchdowns that he himself is accountable for. That's more than 75 other FBS teams. He's averaging 404.4 yards of total offense just himself per game, which is higher than 57 uh, D1 teams, and averages 304.6 passing yards per game. This guy, I think, is... uh, On a tear. His average yards per uh, passing attempt is like... Over 14, like almost 14 and a half. That's insane. Yeah. So Lincoln Riley, not to say that, not to say that Jalen Hurts isn't a great quarterback, but you can see what he's done with the past three quarterbacks he's had in his system. This guy is a magician. He knows how to how to formulate his offense and make magic out of, I'm not gonna say normal guys, but guys that didn't look this way at other programs. Yeah. Okay, my second one. I'm going with the the Cleveland Browns. So right away, Wint, you might want to cover your ears. Sorry about this, but I had to <laughs> <Headphones>. do it. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns and the Lonely Island. Mm. If you remember the the comedy rap group from Andy yeah. Samberg, the yeah. Lonely Island. Freddie Kitchens is Andy Samberg. Baker is Yorma. And Jarvis is Akiva. Odell is the guest musician they always bring in. And here's why. The first three, they're all saying a bunch of stuff. But in the end, it's just a joke and we all know it. 
They're a joke. <laughs> what they're saying doesn't mean anything. It's all a joke. It's just bluster. And then Odell, he's the guest because he's sitting there and he's wondering how in the hell his career had gotten this low <laughs> for the fact that he's on the Browns or for everybody else being on a Lonely Island song. <laughs> it's all its all a joke, and it's, except for Odell, who's just crying. I, I love that. I'm going to piggyback off, off of your stuff. So, hey, Wint, please keep the headphones off. Oh, no. Uh, new movie, The Joker. <laughs> just a the combo Joker. to Wint in the midsection. <laughs> yeah, pop, pop. The Joker. I'm going to match him with Baker Mayfield. Oh, just no. because not Mayfield sick or anything like that, twisted. It's you, You've seen all the memes recently on uh, on IG mm. about like being the Joker and, and having to like put on the face paint and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So Baker Mayfield is the NFL's Joker right now. He's a joke. And I like I don't I don't want to get too harsh. I love Bake, and this is just recess. Hurtful things are said at recess. We all know that. <laughs> but um, after the antics with Antonio Brown going back and forth, um, rightfully so, I don't know. But uh, got into it with Antonio Brown, uh, a little squirmish with uh, Richard Sherman. Even though uh, you know that came to light, he actually did shake Richard Sherman's hands yeah. and stuff like that. There's just a lot of drama surrounding Bake, and he's not backing it up with that that confidence that he's that he's been exuding. Um, and when you don't back up your trash talk, what are you? You're a joker. So go ahead, take out that makeup, and go ahead and start painting your face. <laughs> I like that one. When you don't back up your <laughs> trash talk, you're a joker. Perfect. Speaking of jokers, the Dodgers and Abbott and Costello. Nice. Andrew Friedman, the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. Well, he'd be Abbott. <laughs> Dave Roberts, the manager for the Dodgers, he would be Costello. Uh, because the management of the Dodgers has been a joke. <laughs> if you remember their uh, who's on first routine, Abbott was the uh, the guy who knew what uh, what was going on. Costello was trying to learn the team, trying to figure it out, and they could not do it. That was pretty much how the Dodgers were managed and handled uh, in this last series. <laughs> I like that one. Um, this one is going to be, I'm going to, this is a little bit, bit of a stretch, <laughs> but, um, it's more of the movie title and it's the movie title. I'm matching air bud with Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones Ooh. has been the air bud of the New York giants. He's been airing out those long balls, airing out those dimes, the Danny dime passes, um, to his less than stellar receiving core and uh, tight ends. Last night, he threw three picks. Last night being Thursday night against the Pats, so he threw three picks. Not a great showing, but he has no weapons right now. Daniel Jones is a better... I heard that this isn't an original thought, <laughs> and so I'm going to give it... I forgot who it was. Someone else credit. But no, as <laughs> Yeah, but they said it like this. Daniel Jones is a better and will be a better NFL quarterback than he was a college quarterback. He is poised. He's going to develop. I like what I'm seeing. And there's something about his balls that just look nice. Yeah. And I don't know. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got trapped. <laughs> but uh, yeah, can't take that one back. You played yourself. <laughs> I, I, maybe I get the face paint out now. <laughs> um, but but yeah. I do know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Back to the original point. 
Daniel Jones is New ball. York's Air Bud. He airs it out, and I like the way his long balls look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, double down. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got a couple more, and I'm just gonna go through them really quickly. Uh, I need to give the Redskins one as promised. We said we would talk about it, so here it goes: the Redskins and the Three Stooges. Nice. Dan Snyder, Redskins owner. He would be Mo. He thinks he's in control. He thinks he's handling it. <laughs> and he's just making things worse and looking like a clown whilst doing all of this. While thinking he's in control. Bruce Allen. We talked about him. The president of football operations for the for the uh, Redskins. He's Larry. Larry was always the one to instigate the joke. He's always the one doing something to somebody else. Kind of trying to take the direction from Mo and then also screwing it up. Bill Callahan, interim head coach for the Redskins, is curly. Doesn't say much. And the joke always happens to him, just like every head head coach for the Redskins. So, they're the three. Oh, it's a circus. (laughs) And there's no ringleader. (laughs) But here's the big one. We spoke about Gronk joining Fox's NFL team. Yeah. So, I give you the Fox NFL team and... The Office. Mm. This is going to be a big okay. one. Because Fox NFL te- NFL's team is pretty big. So here we go. I will just start from the top with the host, Kurt Menefee. He is Pam. Okay. He sees the situation for what it is. He understands it's kind of goofy. And he just kind of goes with the flow. I like that. But, it, but, still, but still gives uh, to the overall show. Terry Bradshaw is Michael Scott. <laughs> just guy says the darndest things guy says the darndest things that's perfect uh howie long is jim okay he reacts to terry bradshaw and actually makes some sense when he talks for those who don't know terry bradshaw and howie long are like best friends michael strahan is dwight he takes his job too seriously <laughs> and tries to keep order when there is none jimmy johnson is creed Old, strange, oddly wise and worldly. (laughs) Jay Glazer is Toby. Kind of doesn't fit. Something's weird there. (laughs) Just kind of a weird guy. He tries to fit and just doesn't. And just doesn't. Just doesn't. Um, Go back to the annex, Toby. (laughs) Go back to your annex. Rob Riggle is Todd Packer. Not really part of the group. Comes out of nowhere and creates chaos. Yes, exactly. That's Rob Riggle. Tony Gonzalez is Angela. Looks down on everyone else for their lack of professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) And also takes it too seriously. Nice. Uh, Fits with Dwight very well. And then there's Gronk. Is Kevin. He's goofy. He's seen as a joke. Yeah. But he's secretly smart and talented. Yes. If you remember, Kevin could shoot. He could make great chili. Yeah. He was actually a really good bar owner. Yeah. He just didn't fit in what he was doing, but secretly very talented. Secretly very talented. Let me bring up an office uh, conspiracy theory. So Kevin is an accountant, right? Yeah. How is he an accountant? He's terrible with numbers. People think he's dumb or whatnot. There's a conspiracy theory that Kevin is secretly embezzling money and, and taking money from uh, Dunder Mifflin. You know, he's smart enough to cook like... Cooking the books. Cooking the books, you know. Not saying Gronk's doing anything cl- uh, 
illegal, but yeah. like he's smarter than what than what he what made he shows. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin's kind of an out there guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that's that gonna would, be Gronk. That is funny. That's, that is great. <laughs> that's the Office right there. There you go. So when you're watching Fox NFL, make sure you're thinking of the Office. Love it. And when, and whenever you think of. A sports figure who matches to a pop culture figure. You let us know because this is matchmaker on both nonsense. But now we go to our main thing. It's one thing and a winner. I only got one thing to say to you. Who do you think you are? I am. You had one job. Just the one. Because I win. This is bullshit. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. I hope I win. Okay, here we go. One thing and a winner. Let's start with week, what, five? Six. This oh, last week. week. Six. Yeah, last week. So was last five. week, week five. Let's start with that. Give some results. Uh, looks like at St. Bales, he goes six and nine. Hey-o. That's rough. At Steel Smooth, seven and eight. A little less rough. A little less rough. And myself at Walsh Disney, I went 10 and 5. That might be a week. Is that a high score for the week? I don't know if anyone's got 10 wins in a week. It might have been. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but it was a pretty good week. I did get uh, what I was made fun of for. I did get both the Colts beating the Chiefs yeah. and the 49ers beating the Browns. Yeah. Made fun of for both of those. Got both of those, right? <laughs> so if we can keep that kind of energy rolling into week six where we have 14 games to go over uh, well 13 games now the thursday night has already happened where all three of us if you follow us on instagram uh bold dot nonsense you'd know we all took the patriots now let's hit it the london game panthers at bucks panther panthers three and two bucks two and three at St. Bales is the only one to take the Bucks. He's gonna he's gonna go down with that chip. Uh, we take the Panthers. London kind of screws everything up, you know. Last year, last week with the Bears and the Raiders. Just think, Panthers defense is gonna be able to do enough. Although I think this game is really close, and the Bucks have a good interior run defense but i think the panthers will be get will be able to get the edge uh just enough times i think so they played uh i believe this is a rematch of week two week one or week two panthers mm. and bucks uh where uh the bucks fell real quick in the first half and then Jameis had an extraordinary second half uh to st- and still came up short um that was with a healthy receiving core Mike Evans and Jameis Winston just don't do enough together. Like, yeah, that I, that's Absolutely. there's not a strong enough connection there that I to believe in. But uh, this Panthers um, running game, um, as well as uh, Kyle Kyle Allen Kyle Allen's um, couple weeks of starts, you know, uh, yeah, have gone have, well. have, have gone well and have been impressive. Okay. So uh, I feel confident picking these uh, Panthers. Yeah. Okay, Panthers. Where are we? Oh, here we are. <laughs> Redskins 0-5. Oh, where are we? Toilet Bowl. Toilet Bowl. Redskins 0-5 at Dolphins 0-4. Uh, 
You took the Dolphins. Explain why. Explain I think, yourself, sir. I, th- I think the Dolphins, they have a lot. They have it's, it's hard to explain. They have talent on that team because of all those high draft picks. Little, yeah. But they just aren't a team. So no, they, I get that. They suck less than the Redskins. The Redskins, they don't even have a head coach. So, a permanent head coach. So I think the Redskins are a little bit more talented than you're giving them credit for. They've eh. got that defensive line that was eh. able to affect Brady for a little bit. Um, and that was really the only reason I picked them. I think <laughs> their defensive line will be able, able to do enough. And, um, you know, Case Keenum is better than Colt McCoy. So, we'll see how that all goes. Uh, it's a, too much time spent on a combined 0-9 teams. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the Saints at the Jaguars. Oh my gosh. And uh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let you start. I went bull. <laughs> I took the Jags, Bales and Smooth, they take the Saints. I just th- honestly in my head I, I said this. I said is are the Saints with Teddy Bridgewater in the whatever 6 weeks you think Drew Brees is going to be out? Are they a 4-0 team? And I really couldn't I, I really couldn't get behind that in my head. And I thought the Jags aren't as bad as what they've been recently. And I, I think they'll at home. What? What makes at you, home? What? I think they will just pull off a miracle. Mustache, yeah. Minshew, magic. They're the reason they all start Mustache, with. Mustache, miracle. There's reason. It's three M's and an upside down M is a W. Hey, hey, there you go. There's your Jameis Winston style <laughs> pregame speech. It's terrible. The worst leader. <laughs> Uh, Bales and I take the Saints, rightfully so, because they're going to win because they have a better offense, because they're a better team. Teddy Bridgewater is coming to his own. Uh, let's go. That all makes sense. Let's go, AK. Oh, no. That's <laughs> a rough one. Bengals 0-5 at Ravens 3-2. We all took the Ravens. The Bengals are horrible. See ya. Seahawks 4-1 at Browns 2-3. I don't love this. We all took the Seahawks. Um, remember last week we all took the Cowboys, yep. not a single one of us got that one right. Uh, I don't know. It always scares me when we, this is a good, should be a good game. Um, and we all take one side because I don't th- I think the Browns have been, and, uh, went, go ahead and take off those headphones. <laughs> the Browns have been getting crushed, but I don't think they're as bad as what, no. you know, it usually tends to flip too hard on the Browns. I think they'll be, they'll be fine. The Seahawks have... Yeah. The spread's only one and a half. This, yeah, the spread's only one and a half. So this is kind of worrisome that we all took the Seahawks. We definitely could all miss on this one. Um, two weeks ago, the Browns had a big win after they had got crushed by... Uh, yeah. I forgot who. But this this could be a big bounce I, back. And again. I think that's kind of the year they're going to have. It's yeah. kind of a... Uh, you know, what everybody thought. Topsy-turvy. Kind of a win big, lose big. Win big, lose big. I think that very well could be their season. Mm-hmm. Seahawks don't have that great of a pass rush. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but we all take the Seahawks anyway. Russell Wilson. And I don't think the Browns will be able to run the ball. No. Okay, Eagles at Vikings. Both three and two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took the Vikings here. Uh this one's scared. No Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. against that defense. The mm-hmm. Eagles' pass game has been rough. And I think the Vikings will be able to attribute more of their defense to stop the Eagles' run game because of the lack of weapons on the outside. And 
other than that, I think it's the the Vikings are slowly figuring it out, in my opinion. Where I where I agree with you in the slowly figuring it out, I think slow is the key word there. I have more confidence in my fellow red bearded brother uh, Carson Wentz than I do uh, Kirk Cousins. So give me the Eagles. All right. Texans three and two at Chiefs four and one. Bales takes the Chiefs. Move and I take the Texans. Um, Bales is not here to to tell why he took this um, incredible underdog in the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> How could he explain this one at um, home? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are banged up, which is why I took the the Texans. I just thought you know JJ Watt had a good week last week. He might feed again mm-hmm. on this offensive line. And it'll be close though. We got to see, we got to see Patrick Mahomes become human on once he had that once his mobility was less or decreased after he got stepped on and yeah. had that uh, like ankle problem. Um, if he's not able to use his feet to scramble and make second plays, uh, they're going to be in a world of hurt as. They looked like a completely different team uh, playing the Colts last week once he was facing those uh, injuries. So I feel good about this. Again, that's not facing the Chiefs at Arrowhead is not an easy task, but I feel good about uh, the Texans and their offense. There's just too much firepower. You have Will Fuller with the deep ball or the deep receiver um, and and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins being DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and Deshaun Watson being that that real general that uh, the Texans need, I just think with those three, that trifecta, they can run away with this. Not run away, but they can win this game. Yeah, I think the Texans they can take the game plan that the Colts had on defense and bring that to yes. this week. So they've got a game plan answers. While the Chiefs, how do you fix answers for injuries? You have to wait those injuries out, mm. and that hasn't happened yet. Preach. Okay, Falcons one and four at Cardinals one three and one again. I don't love this because I definitely had to think about this game. But we all took the Falcons. The Cardinals not great, but Bale's not going with the Cardinals. He's what is off. This? The, he's off the bandwagon. He's off it. Oh well. You wow. Kyler is no longer a fan of yours. I'd say Bale's. <laughs> um, this came down to the Falcons' offense not being able to be stopped by the Cardinals for me. Yeah. All right. 49, this is a good game. 49ers 4-0 at Rams 3-2. What is going on? We all took the Rams. Are we just living in last year? This is PTO's pick, so I'm going to say I take the Rams. I'm going to step back. Okay, well, then I'll take it, and I'll say that this, again, scares me um, because the 49ers are good, but what what it came down, down to for me was when you lose Joe Staley, the 49ers left tackle, you can recover from that. When you lose both your tackles and your key fullback in one week, I don't think one week isn't enough time to prepare for losing all of that. Two weeks is, but one week they need a little bit more time. So I'll take the Rams. Titans two and three at Broncos one and four. I'm the only one who took the Titans. Um, I will tell you that I think the run game gets going. Although I don't know really what to expect from the Broncos' defense anymore. You know, they had one good week without Bradley Chubb, but we'll see if that can continue. Uh, I think they'll be able to, Titans will be able to run the ball, and they've got, you know, big receivers who will be able to make some plays, enough plays. Uh, I think a close win for the Titans. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos because the Broncos, while they're not a great team, are uh, two last second field goals away from being 
what uh, three and two. So while the record shows one and four, I think if two field goals field goals go differently, uh, go in their favor, um, this would the Broncos wouldn't look as bad on paper as they do now. I believe in the Broncos. They have a de- they have a decent running game. I do not believe in Joe Flacco, but I think they are better than the Tennessee Titans, especially at home. Uh, give me the Broncos. Cowboys three and two at Jets own four. We all took the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, you know, team gets embarrassed. They're coming back the hard next week. Moving on. <laughs> Steelers one and four at Chargers two and three. I almost took the Steelers <laughs> here. Kind of wimped out. I went with the Chargers, um, and all three of us went with the Chargers. Uh, if Mason Rudolph was playing, like he he was able to practice, but he's not playing this week. If he was playing, I would have taken the Steelers. I'm in the same boat. If it was Mason Rudolph uh, behind the uh, behind or running the show for the Steelers, I would have given uh, the Steelers my nod. However, with that, with what their third, fourth, third string, third quarterback. string quarterback. can you really consider it be the fourth string? Because wasn't. What uh, Josh Dobbs wasn't he like? Oh the cons- yeah, I mean technically yes, the second string at the beginning of the season, and they traded yeah, him. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's true. So he's technically <laughs> fourth string. And James Washington, the receiver for the Steelers, he's out. Um, so they're down to like basically two receivers. Uh, Vance McDonald has been nowhere, so it's like basically defense has to win you a game, and that's hard to do, especially with a Hall of Fame quarterback on the other side. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. No, Phil yeah. Rivers. Yeah, that's fine. You don't think so? No. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. You're fine. I think you'll. I think you'll get there. Monday night. <laughs> Monday night football. Lions two one and one at Packers four and one. We all took the Packers. Uh, the Lions beat them twice last year. Um, the Lions have been playing well this year. I just don't think they have enough firepower. And I don't think that secondary is good enough to hold them, the Packers, down all game. I think it, it seems like Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are – they're not connecting, but they're getting there. Yeah. They're, the, their yeah. ideas are starting to mesh, and they're becoming more comfortable with each other. It's not – it doesn't feel like so much like a power struggle anymore. And once that whole, like, pride show gets put behind them – the Packers will become the Packers once more, and I thinking I'm, I'm thinking they're getting close to being that again. Honestly, I just don't have a very good feel for what these two teams are yet. I haven't been able to figure the these teams out, um, especially the Packers, because like you said, it's just sometimes it seems okay when they're winning, but when they're not winning, it's, it seems bad. I don't know. <laughs> I just, the the one thing I heard, and like you said, this is not my original thought, but it seems like. Aaron Rodgers is the older brother, and Matt LaFleur is the younger brother. But the younger <laughs> brother has the head coaching job. <laughs> like, is technically the older brother's boss. Like, in professional world, but in the rea- like real family world, he's yeah. not. So, it just seems like there's a struggle there. Let me give you a real-world example. So, when I was working in, in trucking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh... I was about 23, 24, but I was managing these drivers who were like 50 and 60. And boy, <laughs> dude, they hated, hated listening to me. Once they like, I would talk to them over the phone and then, you know, I'd be fine. But once they saw who I was in person and saw how young I was, 
attitudes changed completely because they realized how young I was. So there's just something about taking taking direction from someone younger than you that it just feels uncomfortable. And I get it. I get yeah. it 100%. So, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes Yeah, for the rest of the year. But it, we all think it'll go well this week. Okay, that's one thing in a winner. That's week six of our picks. You've got the update on week five. We'll continue to give... Give you those, hopefully, that uh, gives you a little info. Maybe if you're a better, tells you who you want to bet on. Hell. You know, you never know. Whatever you take from it. But that's one thing in a winner. Now we can move on to uh, the actual betters and PTO's picks. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I give my money right. This table's hot. I want some of this money. Get me in this game. Come on. Disney for that uh, introduction. This is PTO's picks, where I make the picks and you make the money. Last week, I should have stuck with one pick. I made two picks, uh, hit one and lost one. Uh, hit on the Iowa at Michigan minus four. Congratulations, Michigan betters. However, my crappy, crappy pick. I took the Cleveland Browns plus four at the San Francisco 49ers in which the Cleveland Browns scored, what, three points and lost by a lot more. Um, This week, um, I feel good. I'm going to take the Rams minus three at home against the 49ers. The Los Angeles Rams play host to the San Francisco 49ers in week six, as each of you know. The Rams really can't afford to drop a third straight game, as doing so would give the 49ers and potentially the Seattle Seahawks, who are playing Cleveland, a two-game lead in the division. The 49ers, as at Wash Disney had mentioned before, are beat up on offense, having lost a pair of their key starters, fullback Kyle Juszczyk, and offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, to knee injuries earlier this week. They will also be without Joe Staley, who suffered a fractured fibula in week two. And let me give you, this is why I'm betting on the Rams minus three this week. Sean McVay is 11-1, coming off of more than a week's rest. The one loss, you might ask, was the Super Bowl. Last year, when they played the New England Patriots. So, yeah. yeah I mean, not, not a horrible thing to lose to Belichick. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose to Belichick in the Super Bowl. So, not terrible. Uh, I feel good about this. This will be the game that uh, America's eyes are on. This will be the game that my eyes will be watching. Um, but, yes. Walsh. Give me the Los Angeles Rams minus three um, against the San Francisco 49ers. Lock it in. Okay, that's episode 84. That's uh, all our takes, all our awesomeness for this week, for uh, the week of October 11th. 
Yes. Now we gotta we gotta dive into the weekend, get some stuff rolling. So let's get out of here. Where uh, we say we'll see you next week, episode eighty-five. In the meantime, Twitter bold underscore nonsense. Follow us there. Bold dot nonsense. On Instagram, that's where every Thursday we give you our first one thing in a winner pick of the week. Uh, you can also email us at uh, boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Expect the show Saturdays early in the morning, hopefully for all you early commuters. Find it, SoundCloud, iHeart, iTunes is the best place. Uh, we ask subscribe, rate, review. Ask us questions in those reviews. We'll answer them. We'll get back to you. Um, but if you subscribe and rate, that helps other people find the podcast via iTunes. So um, that's the iTunes podcast app, which I believe that's now like officially a split, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Find us at those places. Help spread the word. Spread the nonsense. Um, we'll get to as many people as we can. And now we want to talk about the Bold Nonsense Fantasy Football Heavy Artillery League. I'm going to take these two. Sure. Cool. Uh, I'm going to start it off with a matchup between the number eight BBB and BDE versus our very own third co-host, a.k.a. the world's smartest idiot, a.k.a. PTO number two, a.k.a. smartest idiots, um, where the matchup is projected 209.12 for BBB and BDE to 209.28 for smartest idiots, a shootout, um, very close. Uh, I'm liking here, do, 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 love Deshaun Watson, uh, for BBB, hate Baker Mayfield for BBB, um, GDD, not confident in, uh, Stefan Diggs or LaShawn McCoy, um, had a, oh, wow, okay, well, let's go here, um, I love the Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller combo that BBB has. Um, I think that's the strongest uh, point for that team. As far as for uh, the smartest idiots, um, <laughs> you uh, like anything? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I like the team. I like the team, but I don't. I I'm trying to see where it could pop off, where it could explode. Um, Lev, if he has a good week. I don't know if that's enough to carry uh, smartest idiots to a victory. Um, and what's what's scary to me is the Odell and the and the Landry combination on smartest idiots uh, starting wide receiver core. If Bake has a if Bake has a terrible week, both those guys are are just tanking. Yeah. And what at what BBB has over smartest idiots is if Mayfield throws a touchdown to either one of his prime targets, you know, he's going to share in the profits with uh, Smartest Idiot. So there's kind of a checks and balance there. Uh, for that reason, I'm going to go winner BBB and BDE. Nothing personal, Smartest Idiots, but I think that's where it's going to go. Give, I'm going to give the win to BBB. All right, I'm going to take uh, my own matchup. Host with the most uh, against Hit 'em Where It Hurts. Right now, Hit 'em Where It Hurts projected 59% winning percentage or percent to win this week. Uh, maybe that's because I'm an idiot and didn't put Golden Tate <laughs> out there who had 22. Um, although Tom Brady did give me two rushing touchdowns, but Edelman came up with 20 points. Um, let me see. I think that the uh, 
the good good stuff for hit them where it hurts. Obviously, Zach Ertz, Cooper Cup. I uh, really like those two along with the Dallas defense this week. That's going to be really nice. If I could give some uh, some advice to Kirk <laughs> myself, I would say keep an eye on uh, on Malcolm Brown for the Rams. Got Gurley uh, having a tough week. He's got what uh, a thigh contusion, I think. So if Gurley doesn't go, Brown would be somebody to throw in there. Also, you might want to look in Curtis Samuel, the Carolina receiver playing against Tampa, could steal. Um, a touchdown this week wouldn't be terrible to throw him um, maybe over Mark Andrews, Baltimore. But I will take hit him where it hurts against myself oh. because pain is a friend of mine. It hurts so good. It hurts so good. It hurts so good. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's what you get here on the BNP, the Bold Nonsense Podcast, yep. is unbiased opinions. I'm going to jump into the, I believe it's the 1-7 matchup. Uh, yeah, 1-7 matchup. One being Brisness is booming. Projected 247.68. The highest projection this week. Versus number 7, our Wisconsin native league need, needs punters, Michael Winter. Projected at 212.23. Um, it's hard not to pick Brisness uh, for the outright win. Uh, with his defense going off for 35 points, two touchdowns, multiple sacks, interception. They just went berserk last night against uh, the New York Giants as well as they should have. Um, right now in, in multiple leagues, who's, whoever has New England, you know, has, has a clear it's ridiculous. It is It is ridiculous. Um, other than that, uh, Brisness has a good, has a good um, team. Uh, yeah, Brisness just he kicked the – Everything out of me last week. <laughs> Quarterbacks are, are good. Ryan and Goff, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, huge, and Michael Thomas, huge. Not um, Mike Evans isn't a bad option as your third wide receiver, you know. Uh, so great there, Leonard Fournette, great. Um, Will Disley, the 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 freak show that he has become. Uh, just he's projected ten points, but he's gonna score more than that. So definitely like the Brisness team. But uh, let me say some good things about the league needs punters. Um, uh, where was I looking? Uh, oh, a, con- a concern I have here is this this Kamara. I need he league needs punters needs Alvin Kamara to one play on Sunday yep. and two play well. Uh, Alvin Kamara, AK, did not practice on uh, Friday and is still questionable to play on Sunday. So. Uh, you know, prayers up to him and prayers up to League Needs punters. Uh, uh, Brita, I believe, will have another solid game. And Philip Lindsay, kind of a quiet story this year, but has been having a great year. Hasn't been yeah. talked about because the Broncos are 1-4, but Philip Lindsay isn't anything to look over. Um, and we'll see what this Cleveland-Seattle matchup has uh, in store. If it's a low-scoring affair, you know, that, that defense could um, put up some numbers as well. But I'm going to give the W to Brisness. Brisness takes another one. I've got the Shoddy Scubs in PTO matchup. This is going to be short and sweet. Taking Shoddy Scubs mm. because I'm taking Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers over mm. Dak and Kirk. <laughs> That's Fair enough. <laughs> Dak and Kirk. You're, you're going to stay with that? 
can't. Yeah, I can't put Jameson. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, my hands are tied. <laughs> well, I'm really hurting because of the, this bye week stuff. Hands are tied, and uh, <laughs> you know a W is tied to Shotty's <laughs> Fair enough. That's the Bold Nonsense Heavy Artillery League. For at St. Bales, cheers! For at Still Smooth, much love. For at Walsh Disney, if you love it, love us. And for at Bold Nonsense, stay senseless. Very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.